This is an exclusive presentation of WoWo 1190 AM and 107.5 FM, Unholstered. Hey, welcome back to another edition of Unholstered. Hope you're having a fantastic weekend. We've just had absolutely beautiful weather here uh, in the Midwest. We hope it sticks around. My name is Kayla Blakesley. I am just one of your hosts here on Unholstered. My co-host is sitting right across from me, Sophia. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sophia Rosales-Gatina, and I am a captain with Portland Police Department, and welcome to the show Unholstered. If this is your first time tuning in, <laughs> this show is all about the local media, which is me, teaming up with the Fort Wayne Police Department here in Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is obviously the side that Sophia represents. But we've joined forces to come together to share and tell a lot of the stories just that don't often get told, particularly when it comes to backing our men and women in blue. And so Sophia, that's pretty much what this whole week is about. It's actually a pretty special week. It's National Police Week. It just kicked off the 11th, and it runs the 17th. Correct. Um, this is a, a week that every year we take out to celebrate those who have lost their lives in service to their communities. We honor them and their families. And this is a huge uh, ordeal, and it's happening in Washington, D.C. this week. We'll ha- we had our own uh, memorial service on Friday. Um, it was, was at 11 a.m., so we honored those who have lost their lives in the line of duty in our area here at the Police Memorial on Wells Street. You know, I got to say, um, there's nothing that brings more people together than honoring a fallen police officer. You know, people just come out of the woodwork for that, as they should. But today is kind of all about, you know, when those folks go home. The spouses are usually left behind, if there is a spouse, you know, in most cases, to to pick up the pieces, if you will. And, uh, Sophia, you have brought in some really, really lovely women here today to kind of elaborate that uh, on that a little bit more. So who did you bring? Well, it's my honor that these ladies joined us today. We tried this once again, but one of them had a medical emergency, so we had to postpone this uh, beautiful... She's okay. Um, Let's put that out there. <laughs> we had okay. to postpone this episode, but I did want to bring them in because it's so important that our community recognizes the sacrifices that our men and women make and that their families make, and that sometimes they don't come home. And it leaves this hole in your heart and in your world um, because, you know, it's... Losing a spouse is, is, is just one of those things that's so difficult. You know, there's, there's such a completeness of our life in terms of protection and safety and encouragement, support. And when you lose that, it, it, just, it's, it just leaves you feeling very, very broken. And these ladies are rock stars. Um, they've come together. They formed a group. Um, before we get into all that, I'm sorry. I need to let them introduce themselves. <laughs> I'm getting carried away because I'm just in awe of them and their perseverance and then their support that they show each other. So I'm going to start with uh, Susie. Okay. My name is Susie. Susie Thomas. It was Susie Madison 20-some years ago. Um, my name is Chris Tinsley. My name is Diana Cox. And my husband was with the Allen County Sheriff's Department. So all of you were at one point then married to a police officer, correct? Correct. Yes. Can we take a moment and, and share your stories? Are you comfortable with that? We'll just start with you, Susie. And kind Absolutely. Of, yeah. Soon to be 22 years ago, October 5th. So Brad was out patrolling and my husband was Brad Madison. He was on the city of Fort Wayne um, out on third shift patrol and a semi ran a red light and hit his squad car and subsequently he lost his life that day um, October 5th of 2000. Uh, my husband was David Tinsley. He was an officer with uh, Fort Wayne Police Department, and uh, he was uh, involved in a pursuit on, um, it was actually September 
10th of 2018 that the pursuit started late in the evening. Um, he and a, a training officer were um, helping. Um, the, the person had driven their car uh, off the River Greenway, gotten out, and it turned into a foot pursuit. And so my husband, along with other officers, was looking for this, um, for the uh, Perpetrator, I guess would be the best word. And um, he was found, not not by my, my husband and his training officer, but by someone else. And on their way back to the car, um, he collapsed uh, from a heart attack. And uh, the uh, officer he was training immediately began CPR, um, but was unable to revive him. Um, other officers took over, but um, unfortunately, he uh, passed away at the hospital um, in the very early hours of September 11th. Mm. My name is Diana Cox, and my husband was a sergeant with the Allen County Sheriff's Department. Uh, five years ago, February 12, 2017, uh, Joe was got called to work in an accident in the Grable area with, uh, I think, a horse and buggy was involved. And after he was working the accident, he took the, was going to the Amish home to check on one of the uh, the boy that was in the buggy and. After he left the home, um, he got in his car, and then the Amish gentleman saw his car just immediately go into reverse. He had had a heart attack once he'd gotten in his car. So um, he was pronounced dead at the hospital uh, following that. Sophia said it, and I'm going to echo it already. You know, you're all all are rock stars, first Mm -hmm. of all, to even just sit and share your stories and to share them so openly. So I'm going to go ahead and assume, because let's be very transparent. I don't know you ladies. I've never met you ladies until you walked in today. You all seem bright and lovely and just so cheerful. And yet something this horrific has brought you three together. Can you share how you ended up kind of forming this girls group, this ladies group? I mean, do you guys have an official name? What do you, would you call yourselves anything? Uh, we call ourselves the Wids. The and, Wids. Uh, that's, that's down to my daughter. Uh, one day she just said something like, so are you getting together with the Wids tonight? And, and it's kind of stuck. And it's stuck. Did Everybody you know this, Sophia? It. I did. They've, uh, you know, I will say this. Um, I didn't lose my husband. He wasn't a first responder at the time of his death, but um, they have welcomed me in their group because I am a first responder. And I tell you, this is an amazing group that I'm so mm. grateful and blessed to be in because it's so encouraging, uplifting. I mean, we get together for dinners, we laugh, we cry, um, texting, making sure that everybody on, you know, the anniversary of their loved one's death, they get a text from the whole group. Um, On birthdays, anniversaries, you name it, these ladies remember everything. (laughs) And it's just so important. And it's not just a group here. This group encompasses the area we have people from the. I was going to ask that if it's yeah. just you four or if there are other. No, oh, what's at times the total I number? think we've had like up to almost fifteen at dinner. Wow. Yeah, and these are all first responder widows, and we they it includes fire as well, okay. um, because we have had several die from that. Well, I mean, if someone's listening right now and they're like, I, you know, I need to be in this group. I need to meet these women. Can they do that? <laughs> oh, I mean, sure. <laughs> you know? we'll arrange meet and greets later. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I'll, I'll tell them to contact you. So yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and I will say that most of the times that someone that something like this happens in, in the state of Indiana, these ladies know Susie is an amazing person. And she's actually going to D.C. this week to help with National Police Week and for the area, the Indiana people, uh, to make sure that there's a picnic, that she gets to set that up for Indiana, um, a survivor's picnic. And then she'll help with the families and making sure that they get where they need to be and do all these things. Like I said, she's a rock star and she's been at this for so for the 
20 years. So then, okay, bridge this gap for me then. How, okay. how did you three, you four, or at times you group of 15, <laughs> I mean, how did you form the WIDS? Well, um, as part of being the seasoned one, mm-hmm. um, if something happens in our area, there's a statewide organization called Indiana Concerns of Police Survivors. Um, they reach out to a local survivor to kind of bridge that gap and okay. walk that walk with the family. That's amazing. I did not know that. And so um, I was the lucky one that got to meet these ladies in their worst of times and walk alongside them for their husband's funerals and do that. And it's also like a, a fraternal order of police memorial team. So sometimes they'll pull me into another area. So I'm actually going to D.C. to um, walk alongside a family from Hammond, Indiana, that I w- help with their funeral. And um, so just from there, we just, you know, it was a lonely walk 21 years ago because there wasn't all of, there was wasn't a whole media lot of people. communication like that and people right. talking about it, yeah. And, I mean, I was 32 years old Jeez. and just kind of, not doing it the right way. <laughs> so I just hope to pass on some of my not so right ways. Well, I, you know, I kind of want to touch on that too, if you can. And, and this is to really all three of you. I mean, just how vital and how important again, Susie, I get it. You're a little bit different because it was back in 2000, obviously, but maybe for you two ladies to have this extra hand, I guess, help guide you. I don't know if it's able to help spare some pain. I mean, I don't know, obviously. Uh, I can't tell you how important it is. I don't know what I would do without these ladies. I mean, they're they're there all the time. I know I could call or text, you know, any of them at any time, and they'd be there for me. And, you know, the night I met Susie, of course, was the worst night of my life. Mm-hmm. And she kind of guided me through the whole... So wait a minute, um, Susie, you went running to Chris's side that night. I have friends on, well, uh, and social media, too, yeah. kind of some, obviously, people like to put stuff out there. Yeah. So it, either that alerts me or I'm friends with Mitch McKinney, so he alerts me. That He's there a good was, man to know, I yeah, tell you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, or Sophia, one of them alerts me to the fact that there was, some, you know, something has mm-hmm. happened. And so, thankfully, I am so blessed with a family that's, that supports me in saying go Mm -hmm. go do your thing we got this and so same thing with diana you know i kind of got that call that here we go. Yeah, we met at the, Susie and I met at the funeral home, yeah. which oh I gosh. met Chris at the yeah, We also home. met at a funeral home. <laughs> and I also gosh. met Alicia Balliet at the funeral home. <laughs> when you meet up, I mean, I'm just, I'm really having a hard time digesting because to me, that's just, like you said, it's the worst night of your life. It's the worst day of your life. I can't even grasp what kind of conversations are had in those moments. Well, what's funny is I was just thinking about what that exactly, and it's really not a conversation. There's really a lot of... <laughs> words unspoken Mm -hmm. where you're just standing in the moment with them and once they once they figure out who you are and why you're there (laughs) i thought she worked for the funeral home oh my gosh no kidding i'm thinking why is she in here (laughs) there there are just so many people there that night i mean you're you're bombarded there are all these people coming in and they're all coming to help but you don't know who's who and, and it's really a very confusing mm-hmm. time and a lot of it I'm sure for me and for the other, these other ladies it's just a blur I mean just certain things really stand out but other things I can't remember yeah. exactly and once once you realize that 
it's another person that's walked those shoes, mm-hmm. then it's just like an instant. An instant bond, an instant Absolutely. connection. Yeah, there's not many other people on the planet who can relate to that moment. Right. Which is obviously why y'all are so special and you can tell y'all are like sisters like, oh, best absolutely. Best yeah. like I feel like I'm you know I'm like watching the Yaya sisterhood or something you know uh, like I said this is an important message I think the community needs to hear um, because it unfortunately it's happening more often um, and I you know I know you always say I'm the statistics statistics girl and I you did are. bring some today um, so it's important that our community know and, and thank heavens that this hasn't touched our community here recently, um, but it could happen anytime um, because attacks are up. We've talked about that on previous shows. But in 2021, 617 officers were died in the line of duty, um, 62 by gunfire, 17 by vehicular assault, 14 were struck by a vehicle, four stabbed, six battered, 439 by COVID, and then there's some other ones of drowning and accidental deaths and things like that. But so far in 2022, we've lost We've lost 102, um, 54 by COVID, 19 by gunfire. Um, that's an increase of 38% of officers shot in the line of duty from 2020. Um, and we've had 123 officers shot this year alone, and wow. 19 have been killed by gunfire. So that's violence. just this year already? Just this year, 123 have been shot. Jeez, um. Um, so this is a real scary time for spouses, for families uh, of law enforcement Mm -hmm. officers. I mean, you see on the news every day Mm -hmm. something happening. And I just want this community to know and that we appreciate your support and keep on giving it because our officers need it. I mean, this is the time we're in the trenches. Morale is low just because, you know, workforces are low throughout the country. We're doing we're holding steady here in Fort Wayne. We have a class in right now that's that's coming in at 36. I think we have. So our numbers will be increasing but again, we don't have a lot of people coming into this field because of the social. Well, there's uh, so much negative rhetoric right, right now. That... Right. And but this community um, is blessed with good people, um, good officers, a good support system for families as well. So um, I, these ladies, like I said, I'm just in awe of them and all that they do and all that their strength, um, their sense of community for everybody in the law enforcement world. And I get that, and I can see that. But what I can't help but to nagging me in the back of my mind, to me, I would feel like, you know, let's say, Susie, it's the night you're going to Chris or, or Diane. Doesn't a part of your soul relive that own moment of your own just time and time again? Uh-huh. I mean, I can't imagine enduring that, but yet here you ladies are doing it, and quite frankly, you all have smiles on your face, <laughs> and I'm just baffled by all of you, you know? Regardless of whether... Well, regardless whether you know the person or not, as soon as Susie, Susie texted me and said, just wanted you to know Fort Wayne's had a line of duty death, meaning Dave, like just to prepare, brace yourself, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to have some things happen that are going to that take you right Kinda back, dig this all back, take up. you right back. Um, but at the same time, as you're feeling that immediately, I said to Susie, let me know if Chris wants to meet me. I'd love to meet her. Because you know how she feels more than anyone else. And it was such a huge comfort to me. Like I said, I met Diana at the funeral home. I mean, Susie said, you know, there's another um, wife that would would like to to meet you. You know, she lost her husband. And, and, you know, I can remember the three of us sitting there, you know, in, in the room where the casket was. And these ladies just, you know, just hugging me and comforting me. And 
And for you, they're complete strangers at that time. Right? Yeah, you know, I had just met Susie like a day or so ago, and just me. Yeah, Susie I, seems like someone though that yeah. you meet and you're instantly best friends. Yeah, I'll say that. Yes. She makes you her best friend, she does. whether you want to be or not. She really does. But, but like, um, and I don't remember who said it earlier, but it is—it's an instant bond. You just—it's just instant. Yeah. How do you feel, Susie, knowing you didn't have what they had? Well, that's why a lot that drives why I want to do it. Mm -hmm. Because you know what that's like to not have that helping hand. Yeah. I mean, there were Indiana Concerns of Police Survivors was around, but a lot of them are kind of centralized in Indianapolis. So Mm -hmm. kind of doing my own thing up here in northeast Indiana. And, you know, no one stopped you yet by the sounds. (laughs) Well, I had some years that weren't so brilliant and. I could have used a Susie in my life yeah. to say, eh, yeah. maybe not the best decision, <laughs> but <laughs> we're laughing because we know it's yeah. not. Exactly. That sounds like a show but for I am off here air. to say yeah. I made it. <laughs> and I'm, I've always said, if I can just help them with one step easier than what I had it, mm-hmm. my job is done. Just one step. Well, I think, Sophia, that goes back to just National Police Week, too, and why it's it's something that we need to take really seriously and understand what it is and, and why we honor not only our fallen police officers, but in this case, their spouses, their families, their loved ones. I mean, to some degree, you're all in the trenches, too. They are. I think day in and day out when they when they see their loved one walk out the door, you just it's just so unpredictable these days of if they're going to come home. And it's a lot of stress. So I'm really glad back in the day that John F. Kennedy had the fortitude to create this week. And National Police Officers Day is May 15th. Um, So it's just it's it's great that we celebrate it because these people need celebration. They've given everything that they have um, for their communities and including their families. They've they've given up their families and they're left to pick up the pieces of a future they thought they might have. Um, with their loved one. And it's hard. It's hard work. And I know um, when you said that, you know, they're out here helping and and they relive this, but they relive it in a good way. Um, I think their spouses see their strength, their love, Mm -hmm. um, and their willingness to help someone else in pain. Because I tell you, going through this unexpected event is, is just difficult. But we're all here for each other. And if someone is out there that they need to make contact, they can do that through you to get to me, and we'll, we'll, we'll get them into the group. Absolutely. But I think pretty much we have everybody in the area. We kind of like, went beyond the line of duty and just anybody active duty. Just the first responder world in general is a different world. I'm learning that. The more I hang out with Sophia. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like a whole different language mm-hmm. and we speak each other's language around that table and that's what's nice is you don't have to try to explain yourself or what you're trying to say or what you're trying to... Yeah. One of us has felt it. Right. <laughs> One of us has felt exactly to, what someone else has felt. In 2017, basically, it was just Susie and I going out to dinner. Yeah. And <laughs> Oh, no kidding. So here we are. Yes. Yeah. And then we would, if we wanted to meet with a larger group, we would meet the Indianapolis kind of area people. We'd meet in Gas City right. <laughs> and have dinner. But then we realized there were um, more people in our area that we could just bring more people in yeah. 
and then of course you know after Dave died um Chris was in our in our group and like you know Sophia's in our group um <laughs> so yeah so we used to just be Susie and I <laughs> when, did COVID take an impact on you girls or people in the group because I mean you're just talking about getting together potentially in Gas City and sometimes there could be 15 of you I mean did that change the dynamic of things for you guys well, I do remember at one point there was um, a Zoom call that we did for a while. Um, that um, and I don't remember who set it up. I think it was someone with Indiana Cops, and you know it was set for like a certain night. And I know we did that for a while, and then it kind of just um, came back to normal dinner. Yeah, each other. I remember we went to LA. We, we went out to dinner the night before oh, the, the last world night. Shut yeah, down. the last night. Yes. So we were getting our last, getting your last <laughs> supper in. <laughs> We were getting our last fix. Yes, that's yeah. right. Then we had Christmas at my at house, Diana's Diana's house this and, year. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and I'm having a summer party this year at mine. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, you just make do. Yeah. When y'all did marry your spouses, <sighs> I mean, at the time, were they serving police officers? Was mine was a police officer, yes. Same with you two? Or? No, mine was actually, we actually moved to Fort Wayne for my husband to go to Concordia Seminary. Okay. Uh, he was going to become a Lutheran pastor. Okay, you're going to have to explain this <laughs> and, one. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, to go back a little bit, his original degree was in criminal justice. Okay. But um, we, we met in college in his senior year. He had always kind of had in the back of his head that he might want to become a minister. And he said, you know, I want to go to the seminary. So we got married after graduation. We moved to Fort Wayne and he started at the seminary. And uh, for various reasons, he just decided that was not was tugging him in another his direction. path yeah. after all. And then he spent another, oh gosh, probably seven or eight years before he applied for the academy. He was actually the oldest one in his class, <laughs> just made the cutoff at 34. He turned 34 right um right about the time of his graduation from the academy. So he co- took kind of a little bit of a uh, circular... A little detour. Yeah, a little detour, detour to detour. get there. <laughs> so. What about you, Diana, when you got married? Um, I met Joe... <laughs> I met Joe at Riley Children's Hospital, um, and he was a police officer, but I met him at the Children's Hospital. So, so, when, but when you, so when you marry these men, and then obviously down the road, Chris, when, when Dave tells you, hey, I want to be a police officer, does that thought ever enter your brain, like, please don't, or I'm, I'm scared to marry a police officer, I don't want to lose you. I mean, does, does that go through your brains? Do you process that? or That was never a thought with me. I trusted Brad. I knew he was a good police officer, mm-hmm. yeah. and I knew he was going to do it. never entered my mind until the night they knocked on my door. I'm thankful that God did not give me a, a spirit of fear. Yeah. Um, but I also believed Joe when Joe told me, um, like, I wasn't fearful. But some people would say, aren't you afraid? He's on the SWAT team. I'm, Joe would say, we're safer and we know more going into a SWAT call out than we do in a traffic stop. Because <laughs> a traffic <laughs> yeah. stop, you never know what you're going to get. And I just That's always, a fair point, actually. I just yeah. always mm-hmm. believed him and I believed in God's sovereignty what about yeah. you, Sophia? Because your husband was a first responder, too. Yeah, one time. I It never occurred to me. And people ask me all the time, aren't you afraid? And I'm like, I, I'm not. I'm not afraid. My training is, is I'm, I'm just very grateful we have the trainers that we have here that give us superb training. Like, I just went through uh, in-service training yesterday, and I was so happy to be back on the mat because COVID had kind of slowed a little mm-hmm. bit of that down. But I was happy to be back on the mat and doing defensive tactics and I was just excited and what we were doing was fun and 
So I'm just I'm so reliant on my training. It's just second nature. And I think for everyone here, because I knew all of right. their husbands mm-hmm. very well. And especially Brad. Brad was a jokester. <laughs> and I remember him. He was hilarious at squad meetings. Um, I knew Joe. He was just such a good man. I mean, just you just get this feeling about certain people that mm-hmm. they're just a certain way. And Joe is just so he's so um, just so solid. Oh, and and then Dave was, again, another solid dude. He was very quiet. But he did excellent work, but he was he had compassion and he just was such a hard worker, but he still had compassion for people no matter what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, he was tough, but he had <laughs> compassion. So, ladies, as, as it is National Police Week, um, and I, I won't totally spill the beans, but one of you came in today and you said you get frustrated sometimes when people get it mixed up <laughs> uh, with, you know, Police Appreciation Week and so on and so forth. If there is any message that you just wanted to share and pass along to folks listening right now who including myself i do have a new appreciation just from meeting the three of you Mm -hmm. uh for national police week as we walk into it and i'll be honest i probably didn't take it as seriously 25 minutes ago you know than Mm -hmm. i do now so is there anything i mean open mic to you three that you'd like to pass along i mean the thing that we probably care about the most is that our husbands are not forgotten Mm -hmm. and that people always remember them and um that's really, I think, a lot of what Police Week is about, is yeah. remembering the fallen. Uh, some people think, like, we don't want to talk about our husbands. Like, it makes us uncomfortable, but really, that's all we want to do. <laughs> See, I, I didn't get that vibe back now yeah. from any of you. Yeah. yeah. It's really, like, what we want to do is talk about them. And, and for someone to text me and say, hey, I'm thinking about my buddy today. I miss him. I'm like, oh, that just means the world to me. Yeah, just that, that that they're remembered and that, that, you know, people understand what a sacrifice it truly is to be an officer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they come up. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, the, the type of situations that Sophia has to deal with sometimes or, you know, situations that, that Dave would tell me about. And, you know, they, they put everything out there to help people mm-hmm. in the community. And, you know, I just want people to, you know, to remember that. Well, it's truly been my pleasure getting to know all three mm-hmm. of you. Like I said, when you, I said it off the air when you walked in. I was like, I don't know what we're getting ourselves into. <laughs> um, but, I, Sophia, I really appreciate you. I mean, I know you've shared your story before, but continuing to share it as well and bringing in these ladies. I do want to throw out that call one more time. Someone's listening, and they need to get in contact Absolutely. with you gals. I'll, yes. I'll put out my own email. Listeners know how to get a hold of me. Sophia, they know how to get a hold of you for the most part. If not, bother me. Um, and we'll get you in contact for sure. Absolutely. Um, we don't want anybody hurting. Your town, your teens, your topics. This is Unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And remember, you can listen every Saturday morning at 1030 on WoWo 1190 and 1075 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.